The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. And Jesus said to her, Woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding about a hundred liters. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water, and they filled them up to the brim. He said to them, Now draw some out, and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. When the steward tasted the water that had become wine, and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first, and then the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee, and revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. After this, he went down to Capernaum with his mother, his brothers, and his disciples, and they remained there for a few days. The Gospel of the Lord. I enjoy the way John begins the story of the wedding feast at Cana, because he presents Mary with a mysterious authority that's subtle and humble, but clearly essential to the narrative. He does this first by introducing Mary before Jesus. The mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the marriage with his disciples. Jesus has just begun his public ministry, and he has a few disciples, but Mary, without being a public figure, is presented as the primary guest. This primacy is emphasized in the interactions that follow. Mary informs Jesus that they have no wine. Jesus responds, O woman, what is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. It's a puzzling response, and I'll return to it later, but for now, I want to focus on what happens next. Mary says to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. These are the last words that Mary speaks in the gospel, and they are powerful. Who is this woman, and why is her authority a prerequisite for the servants to obey Jesus? The wedding feast at Cana isn't, of course, just a nice story about Jesus saving a party. God planned the event, and John is recounting it so that we may learn more about how God works. The first thing that we should recognize is Mary's role. Her role is real. God has placed her in the story of salvation for a reason. She is the means by which he chose to enter the world, and she remains, even after Jesus is an adult, the intermediary between him and those in need. Now, at a deeper level, Mary is the new Israel, the new bride of God, and she inter is interceding on behalf of old Israel. Old Israel is represented by the people at the party. Old Israel is out of wine. That's what Isaiah is speaking about in the first reading. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your builder marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. Because of Israel, old Israel's infidelity, God allowed her to be taken into exile. But he promised that he would vindicate her. Mary 
is already vindicated. She is the Immaculate Conception, and she is interceding on behalf of those who are in exile. This reality is alluded to when Jesus says to her, O woman, what is it to you and to me? Mary has already received the new wine through the special privilege of her Immaculate Conception. However, in order that others will be drawn to the new marriage, Jesus performs his first sign, changing water into wine, which points ahead to the new marriage that will take place between God and his people. This new marriage is what Jesus is referring to when he says, My hour has not yet come. In the Gospel of John, whenever Jesus says, My hour, he is referring to his crucifixion. Therefore, his response to his mother indicates that he already intends to give them new wine. His precious blood, poured out on the cross to save us from sin, is the new wine. And of course, as Jesus says later in John's Gospel, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. This is the reality presented in the Eucharist. The Mass is the representation of Christ's sacrifice on the cross, which is also the celebration of his marriage to the church at which he gives us this new wine. At Mass, under the appearance of bread and wine, we receive the body and blood of Christ. During the wedding feast at Cana, Jesus changed water into wine. Both the appearances and the substance were changed. If he had merely added color and flavor to the water, the steward would not have said, Every man serves the good wine first, and when men have drunk freely, then the poor wine, but you have kept the good wine until now. Changing appearances is one thing, and changing the substance is another. In the Eucharist, God leaves the appearances of bread and wine, but he changes the substance. Of course, we call this transubstantiation. New substance, same accidents. Even though we do not see the change in substance, we know by faith that it has taken place. The wedding feast at Cana is a sign pointing us to this deeper reality. Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever.